Here at the chamber, we love Natchitoches. Meat pies, steel magnolias, Christmas lights, they're all signature to our historic town. But you know what really makes Natchitoches special? The amazing people who choose to live and work right here. And that's who we're going to talk to. In each episode of Chamber Chat, we'll talk chamber, and then we'll take a minute to chat with some of my favorite people. These are the folks who are actively working towards making Natchitoches a thriving community. And they've got some cool things to share with you. And who am I? I'm your host, Mags, the marketing director at the Natchitoches Area Chamber of Commerce. Hey everyone, Mags here. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to give you the top three things I think should be on your radar for the chamber right now. Number one is the Best of Natchitoches voting is ongoing and will be open until Sunday, April 24th. You can vote as many times as you like across as many devices as you like. Yes, voting is unlimited and you can vote now at bestofnatchitoches.com. Number two is the Crave Carnival Edition is this week, this Thursday, April 21st, on the downtown riverbank. All-you-can-eat food and bottomless drink cups for sale. Register at nakedishchamber.com slash crave. Number three is two ribbon cuttings upcoming with the Cajun Genie new location. And that one is Friday, May 6th. And the Lillian Moon Boutique ribbon cutting is on Tuesday, May 10th. Hey everyone, welcome to Chamber Chat. Today I am joined by Stephen Wagesback, the President and CEO of the Louisiana Association of Business and Industry, otherwise known as Lobby. Stephen, I know it's your busy season, so I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. I appreciate you having me on. Yes. So given that we're in the middle of session, I just want to jump right in. Lobby is our state chamber and their focus is advocacy. They advocate for pro-business legislation at the Capitol. ITEP and streamlined sales tax are both key issues that Lobby is concerned with this session. So, Stephen, what is ITEP and why is it important? And why should our local businesses care about SB 151? Yeah, no, it's great. I appreciate the question because it's an important topic, but it's kind of a wonky and boring topic. So I'll try to kind of put it in plain English. But if you go back for the last 50 or 60 years, the most important two tools that the Louisiana uh, uh, governor and legislature has to go out and recruit industrial jobs and investment has been the right to work legislation and the ITEP program. What the ITEP program is, is the industrial tax exemption program. And it says, if you're gonna come and make, make a major capital investment, you're gonna spend hundreds of millions or billions of dollars to build a facility. But well, we, to get that, we say, look, for 10 years, you don't have to pay the property tax on it. And then after that 10 years, those assets go in the tax roll books. And so that has allowed us to go and compete for these major industrial uh, investments, as well as for some of our small to mid-sized companies, manufacturers who try to expand as well. So it's, it's a good program for the in-state guys and the out-of-state big job creators we try to recruit. And so for a number of years, it was very effective. And about four or five years ago, the governor by executive order changed the process. And instead of having a one-stop shop on the Board of Commerce and Industry to get that program administered, he changed it to where these companies now, they have to go and get a local vote from a local school board, a local sheriff, a local police jury, whatever the local governing mechanism is. You can have up to three local votes that's required. Why that's problematic is these big investments are planned years and years in advance. And what happens is there are boardrooms all across the world right now trying to consider where they're going to make their next billion dollar investment. And is it going to be in Louisiana 
Is it going to be in Texas or is it going to be in some foreign country? And usually that's the top three. And right now with the change in ITEP that we have, it's a big question mark on that, on that whiteboard they're using as what they're going to have to pay in Louisiana. They just don't know because they know five or six years from now, they have to go to some local hearing and they have no idea what's going to come out of it. Instead of being able to put a number in that analysis, we're losing investments without that certainty. And so our view is let's reform the program to make sure you can get that local input, but get it on the front end so that we can let those companies know five or six years in advance what they can depend on Louisiana to deliver to them. So the current model we think is broken. There is a movement, SB 151, to take this current model and put it in the Constitution so it can never be changed again. We think that's the worst possible thing you can do. It, it, right now, around the world, supply chains are coming back to America. People want to bring manufacturing back to America. There's a movement afoot, and we in Louisiana are not competitive for that right now because of our broken ITEP program. So not only is this the wrong policy in any given year, especially in a year where there's growth potential, where there's repatriation of manufacturing potential. This is absolutely the worst year to try to put a broken process in the Constitution. So we hope the amendment doesn't pass, but yet don't forget that doesn't mean we don't stand ready to work with any elected official, any local government, any business to find ways to constantly improve the program to get that local input that's desired, but also get that certainty that's needed to attract these big investments. So you kind of covered this in what you just said, but what challenges do you see arising if this does pass? And if it looks like, does it look like it's going to pass? So it got out of a Senate committee uh, earlier this week. Um, it will be coming up on the Senate floor soon. Um, it's going to be a, a close vote, I would say. And so we okay. are definitely urging any business or manufacturer out there is worried about that. Now is the time to contact your local senator, your state senator, and urge them to vote no on SB 151. Now is the time. Um, we, we shall wait and see. And so we, uh, I think it has an uphill climb because we, we, we've made the argument. And I think people understand right now we need jobs more than ever. Our economy is growing slower than any other state in the South right now. We are getting left behind. Uh, we are losing more of our children each and every day. The United Bandline study that just came out says we're one of the top 10 states in losing people. The best way to keep our people, to get our economy going, is to attract manufacturing. It's what we do. We're good at it. The more we get, the more we can all grow and prosper. So I think people understand why it's a bad idea. But in all honesty, the, the, the lobbyist for the local government crowd is in the Capitol right now, making, trying to make a strong case that, um, that this needs to pass. And I, I think once this fails, if we can get it sidelined, we'll go back, we'll sit down with them and make them realize that, look, there's a better way to get what you're looking for. There's a better way to get your voice, your piece of the pie than this broken system. And I think they'll understand it quickly. Good. You know, we recently had a huge benefit from ITEP uh, locally in Natchitoches. We just had the major announcement about Alliance's expansion, and that was a result of Absolutely. an ITEP program. So we definitely have seen uh, the benefit here. So we're going to keep watching. And one of the arguments you hear a lot is if ITEP just takes away from, you know, government services or takes away. And the truth is, we did an analysis a couple of years ago, and the government came out of this data border, and we looked at all the parishes. The ITEP parishes in Louisiana are some of the highest parishes in terms of teacher pay, of local government collections, of family income levels. And so the ITEP parishes are the winning parishes in Louisiana because they have those big job creators in those districts. And let's not forget, if you have a big manufacturer in your district, you know who benefits the most from that? The small businesses, the restaurants, the t-shirt shops, the vendors, the, the, the service companies. Those are the ones that, that really feed off those big investments. And so 
if we break ITEP and put it in the Constitution, the big guys aren't the ones that are going to lose. The big guys will just go to Texas and other countries and go about their business. Right. It's our small and mid-sized businesses left behind are the ones that are going to take the, the hardest hit. Stephen, can you share some of that data with me so I can share it with our yeah. listeners? Yeah, I'd be awesome. glad to. Thank you. Um, another thing that I wanted to touch on is tell us a little bit about streamlined sales tax collection and what our businesses stand to gain from this. I know that we're jumping into a different topic, but I just want to make sure that we have enough time to hit this. Yeah. So um, streamlined sales tax collection. This was a bill that was pretty, uh, pretty well known and discussed last year. We were a lead advocate for it. It passed the legislature. It failed at the ballot. So the issue is still ripe. So what is the issue? The issue right now is Louisiana is one of two states that collects sales taxes differently than the rest of the country. It's basically us in Alaska and to a certain point, Colorado. And what we do is we give a different set of rules for small business in Louisiana than we give for the out-of-state big businesses. And it's not fair. In Louisiana, if you're a small business, you have to pay a to a different collector in each of the parishes. You're subjected to different audit mechanisms in different parishes. It can literally strangle you in bureaucracy, red tape, and cost. And so we had a bill to try to create a centralized process one that uh, would create a board that the local collectors and the business community could have an equal voice on. Um, it's a good balanced approach. However, um, while it's brought up again this year, uh, the, the local collectors have come out and said that they no longer support the deal. And so they'd rather something not happen. What I would say is this, I think that's a dangerous game of chicken being played. Because when you have a system that is, in my opinion, so blatantly unconstitutional, and right now you have a legislative leadership and, and Speaker Clay Schecksnyder, you've got a business community, you've got a group of legislators who want to put together a compromise solution that works for everyone. If they walk away from the table now and turn their back to a compromise solution, the only recourse left at some point is the court system. I don't know anyone that wants to go to court to challenge this. I know we certainly don't. And I know all the business leaders don't want to either. But if local collectors only answer is too bad, go away, we don't want to talk. That's what's going to happen. It's going to end up in court one day, and that's a big game of chicken. Because if the court comes in and throws out our system, they're not going to replace it with the compromise system that we're talking about right now. They're probably just going to give it to the State Department of Revenue. We're not asking for that. No one's asking for that. But I think the local collectors are playing a dangerous game of chicken right now to, to, to putting all of the focus on whatever the courts decide if it ends up in, that, in their system. So where is this at in our legislature right now? So right now, the, the speaker's bill has gotten out of one committee. Um, it is uh, out of another committee, and it's going to the House floor pretty soon. Um, but just yesterday, just this week, I don't know when this is airing. So just this week, I would say that um, the local collectors sent a letter to the speaker and said they're walking away from the table. And so where that leaves this, I don't know. My hope is that the speaker can bring everyone together, cooler heads prevail, local collectors come back to the negotiating table. We find a compromise balance that works for everyone. That is my hope. If they continue to walk away, Lord knows what will happen next. And so what's lost in the, in the crossfire of these you know, behemoth entities and negotiations is your typical small business on Main Street. I mean, and when I think of Main Street, Natchitoches has one of the best Main Streets in all of Louisiana. When you drive through Natchitoches, that, I mean, y'all's Main Street's beautiful right there on, on the river. It's awesome. And think of all those businesses and restaurants along those, along those areas. Think of the meat pies that are sold in multiple parishes and that have to go to all these multiple different collectors. It's not fair. And it's hard for them when they know that their competitors who sell meat pies from other parts of the country into Louisiana have a centralized collector, only have to deal with one auditor and have a very streamlined way to pay their taxes. 
why in the world we'd want to continue to subject our hardworking in-state small business on Main Street to an unfair system while giving a fast pass, easy walk in the street to the out-of-state guys, it boggles the mind. But right now, that is what local collectors are saying we should do. And that's why I think the court, if they are forced to take a look at this, are going to see the lunacy of the system. They're going to give the in-state guys the same fair balance treatment. Right now, we give the out-of-state guys. And it's much better for us to have a compromise in the legislature, and I hope that's what happens. So our local businesses who are deeply affected by this and care a lot about this, what can they do in the interim while we're waiting to see if this goes to public vote or not? Well, I think you can make your voice heard. Let your local legislator know, please put together, support the compromise collection system, put it back on the ballot this fall. Because I think sometimes when you're trying to pass something big in the Constitution, it takes a couple of times. You know, over history has shown that voters have to get comfortable with hearing this. And so I do think there's a much better chance that it goes to ballot this fall. But also, it's not just letting your legislator know. You need to let your local collectors know. You need to let your local collectors know, like, look, come on, guys. It's been a good run. You've had 50, 60, whatever it's been years to do this, but the economies have changed. We have to sell on the internet now to stay competitive. You have to allow us to compete in the modern economy. So please go back to the negotiating table. Please work on a fair balance system that works for us, the small business, and works for you, the collector. There's a way to do it. The speaker's committed to doing it. Please don't walk away from the table. That would be the best thing they could do to tell their local collectors. Perfect. So, and it, if this does not um, go the way we want it to, what do you see is going to happen? You think it's going to go to court for sure? I hope not. I hope not. I, you know, I, I always, the last, last, that's always a last resort for any good policy because it's such a jump ball on where it's going to go. But I think what's happening is the Supreme, U.S. Supreme Court has already spoken on uh, part of our system. That's why we have a two-tiered system, an easier one for out-of-state businesses. At some point, if, if a small business in Louisiana can't get a fair shake from the legislature and their local collectors, and they keep having their back turned to them, they're going to have no choice but to go to court and say, please give us the same treatment that is being given to the out-of-state businesses. And you tell me if you think the Louisiana court system is going to, going to turn their back on them. I don't think they will. I think they're going to see this. This is not a realistic problem. This is a political problem we have. And the good news about the court system, sometimes they can cut through the politics a little easier than, than a legislative body can. And I hope we don't have to go there, but also we're not scared to do it if we continue to have our backs turned to us to find a compromise with local collectors. Good deal. Well, the last thing I want to wrap up, um, again, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. But before we wrap up, I always ask our podcast guests, what do you love most about Natchitoches? Oh, man, that's, you know, it's, it's tempting to say the cliche answer that everyone says, you know, the, the festival of lights. And I mean, because that is such an awesome thing. And so I'm not, I don't want to gloss over that, but I bet you get that answer a lot. And so, <laughs> I, I, okay, so I'm going to push that to the side for a second. I would say a couple things. Um, just speaking specific to the chamber, I guess in the last year or two where you all have moved to a different location, you've got that little park right across the street. Um, I, I will tell you, I, I go and give a lot of talks on policy and politics around the state over the years, and I've, I've seen a lot of different venues. There's only been one time where I've shown up and we've walked outside and we held a, a, a speech and a, and a visit outside in a park. And I thought that was just an awesome way because it was real people sitting on real steps and concrete and we had a real conversation. And you know that type of candor is the best way to get to good policy and good solutions. And so I love that little setup y'all all have right there. But the other thing I guess I would say is I'd go back to y'all's Main Street. Um, a lot of uh, cities in Louisiana have a lot to offer and I, I love them all for different reasons. 
but there's something about driving down that main street in Natchitoches and kind of getting that that old school feel, that traditional feel. It kind of get, puts a little warm blanket around you when you're down there. Um, and then you look to your right and there's that, that beautiful river scene right there. You know, on the right day with the right hand of sunshine, it really is a, a magical stroll down there. And it's not just having a main street, but the stores and the restaurants you go into, they have a very, you know, welcoming feel. That little hardware store, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's totally unique. And I, I rarely need anything on hardware when I'm in Natchitoches, but I love to pop in there just to kind of see it because it has such a good feel. So I would say there's that charm on the main street that I think really stands out. And there's a culture in the people that work in those stores that you can feel. There's a community pride that you can't fake. And so I think that authenticity of what we're trying to build on main streets around the state, Natchitoches carries on their sleeve very well. That warms my heart. I think it's one of the best answers we've ever had. <laughs> so. That's true. I mean, it's easy to say it when it's true. Thank you, Stephen. Well, we really appreciate you so much. I know that you're slammed right now, so I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, and I know that we will catch up after session ends. Awesome. Look forward to it. And I uh, appreciate all you all do as well. Y'all do a great job on the ground level and I uh, love being a part of it with y'all. And that's all we have for you today, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Chamber Chat. To learn more about lobbying, visit labi.org. They have a great newsletter that you can sign up for that will keep you up to date with everything that's going on at our Capitol. To learn more about how your business can be featured on Chamber Chat, visit natchitoshchamber.com slash chamberchat. If you enjoyed today's episode, tell us. Give us a review on our website or give us a shout out on social media. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to Chamber Chat wherever you get your podcasts.